We're talking about trust today because we have all lived our lives in a position where we were disappointed because someone didn't do what they promised or we've been discouraged because something didn't happen the way we expected. And so our trust has been broken and we're living our lives hardened when we don't have to. And so trusting people is a no-no, but we can talk about where to put our trust. That's what's happening in this episode. So stay tuned because I believe we're going to bless your life today. To the grown woman, pray. To the woman looking for answers, pray. To the woman who's busy and just needs a change, pray. Pray, woman. Stop comparing yourself, pray. Stop grumbling, pray. Stop giving excuses. Stop counting yourself out, pray. Stop discounting God. It's time to pray. Welcome to the Woman Pray Podcast. Welcome back to the Woman Pray Podcast. Now, I believe that our messaging is blessing people, but I really won't know unless you respond with a like or you just subscribe. Our goal is to send the gospel of Jesus Christ out to as many people as possible because I'm a woman with a mandate. And guess what? So are you. Our goal is to share Jesus with people so that they don't have to live deflated in life or defeated, but they can live the life overcoming, the life of victory, the life of just blessing that God promised in his word. And so we're talking about different situations that we find ourselves in that I do believe will call us to pray. But if we go the natural way, it'll we'll find ourselves worried and fretting and overwhelmed by life. And so today I think you're going to be blessed because we're talking about how trusting people is a no-no. It's a no-no. And yet we can't help ourselves. Somehow we find ourselves putting our trust in people. We go to the altar because we are trusting that the person is going to love us the way that we think that we should be loved. We sign contracts and we have an expectation that whatever is in the contract, the other person is going to do what they've said. And yet in all of the scenarios of trusting people, we will inevitably find ourselves disappointed or discouraged or both. And when it's all of those things, our heart inevitably becomes hardened. We harden to people, we harden to situation, we situations, we harden to life. And that's just not the will of God for our life. And so we're talking about how we must be able to trust God. And so when thinking about trust first, I think it's important to remember that trust is natural. It's a natural response. And I think it comes from when we're born. I mean, we don't ask anyone to take care of us. They inevitably take care of us as babies. We learn to trust that they have our best interests at heart. And that's what trust actually means. It speaks to 
someone caring for us. It speaks to someone loving us enough to do their very best concerning us. And because they love us, care for us, they want good for us, that means they are people that we can trust. And so I think it's important to define that trust is a firm belief in the reliability or the ability or strength of someone or something concerning us. And because we have built a trust in like parents or grandparents or whomever who's cared for us, our expectations are super high when thinking about trust beyond those stages in life. Because we have to be able to grow from our trust from men to our trust in God. And yet it's so very hard because we do make promises to people and we ourselves are not always able to keep it. Why? Because people, we're just fallible. You and me both. We can't always do what we think we can do or what we want to. And sometimes we don't even know that we're supposed to do something, which means people fail. And when people fail, they're not able to honor promises. So when promises are not met, expectations are dashed. And so our hearts become so hardened that we're saying to ourselves or to others, I'll trust no one else. I'll only trust myself. And yet that's not even the answer that God has for us. God wants his people to trust in him. He's the only one that we're supposed to have our trust in. He says to us throughout the scriptures, specifically when I think about Proverbs, he says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, not some parts, but all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And yet, if you put your trust in your own understanding, there's going to be disappointment and discouragement. If you put your trust in people and systems and institutions, there's going to be discouragement at some point because he said that we are not to put our trust in men who have but breath in their nostrils of what account is he? That's in Isaiah. Or if I think about the Jeremiah passage, it says, cursed is the man who puts his trust in a man who makes flesh his strength. Then it tells us in that Jeremiah 17 passage that our heart departs from the Lord. And when that happens, we become like a shrub in the desert. I mean, the analogy that's used for those who put their trust in men, it's not good. And I think many of us have lived on the side of life where we've been disappointed because we put our trust in places and now it's caused tears unnecessarily. It's caused us to kind of refrain from life and refrain from relationships that God has given to us. And so I just want to encourage you that when you think about where you're placing your trust, no matter who comes into your life, your trust cannot be placed on the person. Your trust must always be placed on God. 
And so, of course, I have plenty of examples, but there are three that I have specifically. I remember when I was in college, um, I, I thought I had a great friend in this young lady because she sought God the way I sought God. She loved God the way I loved God. And yet I heard God tell me to go to a particular passage in scripture. I went to this passage and the passage actually revealed that she was not who she was pretending to be. But I chose to believe the pretense, if you will. I just knew that this girl was who she was saying to me she was. She was who she, like she was authentic. And yet every night before I went to bed, I always heard God lead me to go to a particular passage that exposed this person as being everything but what she was pretending to be. And so this went on for a full semester until God himself exposed that what he was telling me was indeed true. And that's when I got my first lesson of what it means to trust God, because I was super disappointed. I was thinking, God, I thought she was who she said she was. How could this happen? And that's when God gave me that passage about not putting my trust in men who have but breath in their nostrils of what account are they. But then I also learned as a second lesson about putting my trust in institutions. And in this case, it was in putting my trust in a pastor. Now, I thought that anyone who had this title, it meant that they had integrity and there was uprightness, that there was a standard. And yet people are people. And so you can't put your trust in people no matter what their titles are. Your trust must always be in God. And yet we still honor people because that's what the scripture calls us to, because he has a standard that he's calling them to live by. But individually, our trust should always remain in God. Well, consequently, that person, they disappointed me too. I'm not getting into the full story, but it was enough for me to want to walk away from church. And I, that's why I just think this message is so important, because when we put our trust in people who have but breath in their nostrils, who are just fallible, people who make, the, make mistakes, people who don't live to the standards that we have in our minds, well, it can be so so disappointing that we can walk away from the will of God when God is saying, that's not why I put people into your life. They're in your life, but I have an expectation that you will always have a firm belief in the reliability, the ability, and the strength of who I am as Jehovah, the living God. And so that means that my trust cannot be in my spouse. It cannot be in my children. It cannot be in my parents. It cannot be in my job. And watch this. It cannot be even in myself. God wants me. He wants you to put your trust in him alone. And that means that no matter what's going on in life, our goal is to put all of our hope, all of our trust in him. And so to do that, it means that we go to him about everything, not some things, 
but everything. And I have found that every time I go to him about situations, he takes care of me. So my, my, my heart doesn't have to be dashed. I don't have expectations that are so high that I become disappointed. Here's a scripture reference. I think it will bless you because it certainly blessed me. When I think about Jesus himself, the scripture says in John chapter two, that many believed in Jesus's name when they saw the signs, which he did, but Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men and had no need that anyone should testify of man for he knew what was in a man, which leads us to what it looks like to trust God. And that is that we know what's in people because we know ourselves that sometimes we just cannot meet the expectations that people may have for us. And so we, our goal is to focus on God. Yes, we walk with people, but we understand that God is the one who keeps us from falling. He is the one who watches over his word to perform it. He is the one that takes care of us. And it doesn't mean that we'll understand why things are happening happening. It does doesn't mean that we'll appreciate every scenario that's happening in life. But regardless of what's going on, our goal is to spend time with him. Because when you spend time with him, you're setting your expectation that he will do what he promised in his word. And so many times when people think about prayer, they just think about prayer as maybe just a monologue where they do all of the talking. And then sometimes Sometimes people think about prayer as a dialogue where they do all of the talking and then they wait and God speaks. And I do agree. But I also believe that when I'm praying, I'm in his word because in his word, I'm understanding what his will is. And so I'm asking him, Lord, show me where you want me to read. Show me what it is that you want me to, to learn from your word. And so when he takes me to his word, my expectations can rise because he said that he will not let his word fall to the ground, but it's like the rain and the snow that comes down from heaven. It will not return to him void. And so I can set my expectation that he'll do what he said, which means I'm spending time in his word. I'm spending time in his word and I'm committing myself to trust, to believe his word. And when I believe his word, he somehow, I can't tell you how he does it, but somehow he redeems the time that I've lost. Somehow he directs our steps so that we're in the path of the righteous for his own name's sake. Somehow he turns situations completely around. He does come to our rescue. He does help, help us. He does do exactly Exactly what he promised in his word, but he's looking for a people that will trust him, a people who won't lean to their own understanding, a people who don't make flesh their strength and whose heart departs from him, but a heart that draws near to him, a heart that calls upon him, a heart that sets an expectation more and more and more and more that he will do what he said he will do even when we don't understand how.
We sit down in chairs and sometimes we don't even consider, how is this going to uphold me? If you remember being a kid, you may have jumped on the bed, never imagining that this bed could break. Maybe you fell back, never even thinking that you could hit your head on the headboard of the bed. I mean, we've placed our trust in places and things in ways that we probably have never thought of. And that's what I want to encourage you to do when you think about your relationship with your heavenly father. It's where you don't have all of the answers, but you have an expectation that he not only has the answers, but he has the answers concerning your life. Trusting people is a no-no, but trusting God is the very thing that will make all of the difference in your life. It's made the difference in mine. And so I want to encourage you to let him make the difference in yours. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for being the living God and for giving your son, Jesus Christ, so we don't have to have misplaced trust, but we can look to you, the rock of refuge. We thank you that we can look to you, that it's under your feathers that you cover us and under your wings, Lord, that you you have called yourself to be a refuge, that you've called yourself to be our fortress, our strong tower, and we can run to you and find safety. So I commit every person unto you, that you, Lord God, would show yourself strong in our lives, that we would not rely on people, on doctors and what they've said, on reports or or anything else, but we would put our whole trust in you. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us from day to day to live our life in rest, resting upon every promise that you've made because you are faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope that blessed your life today. For many of us, it's going to be the deal changer for your life. Um, I thought about very quickly, I thought about Asa as I was praying. Asa started off and he was someone who trusted God with everything. And then somehow he veered off track. And when there was war coming to him, he called on another nation to come and help him. And God was offended. When Asa had a, uh, a problem with his feet, he was diseased in his feet. And rather than calling on God, he called on the doctor, the physicians first didn't mean that he shouldn't have called the doctors, but the issue was he called on the doctors first. I thought about David as well as I was praying. And David was someone who started counting the number of people who he could go to war with. And then he was convicted in his heart that why am I counting people when God has taken care of me to this extent? And because of that, there was repentance. And so I want to encourage you today that as you leave this podcast, that you are repenting where you may have misplaced your trust, where you were looking to people and things to do something and for you because you thought they were the answer. I want to encourage you to repent and then turn back to God and just say, Father, I'm choosing to trust you. I don't know how you can do it. I don't know how things can change, but I know that you are able in Jesus' name. I believe that blessed you. And we'll see you again real soon on the Woman Pray podcast, where your girl has a mandate. And I want to invite you to join me by subscribing and sending this message to others. See you next time.